We can bring on uh, Frank Carulli, analyst for ExpressBet.com. And if you need to scream while Frank is on because I was State covers, you sure? Okay, I just want to make sure. If you so. see me do one of these, though, Frank, I promise <laughs> I'm all right and I'm not having a seizure. He's gonna do. He's gonna do the silent, the silent scream where it's like you know what happened, but it doesn't actually make a noise at all, Frank. So he'll be he'll be professional. Uh, we got Georgia TCU in the national championship. Uh, how, first off, how surprised are you that TCU was able to pull this off? And can you at least see them covering in the national title game? I could. I think a lot of people are on them. I'm pretty much a contrarian, so my contrarian DNA's taken over here. But you know, you got to give Dyke some props. Fifteen and thirty-four SMU was before he took over there. Twenty-five and ten. Uh, you know, last three of the four seasons. Obviously, he's got it going. I think one of their strengths is one of Georgia's weaknesses: throwing the ball downfield. I think Duggan makes great reads. Uh, you know, Georgia's defense got lit up the last couple weeks. They lost five first-round NFL draft picks last year, so I don't think they're necessarily better than they were last year. And Duggan throws the ball good downfield, 48% completions on long-range passes. So, yeah, I think they have a puncher's chance uh, here, but I'm not taking them. I think the over is probably the way to go. Frank, were you surprised at all just on the offensive game plan that Sonny Dykes and TCU had against Michigan because he had a top five, you know, run defense and they ran the ball 41 times for 263 yards against Michigan. That's what surprised me. Not so much that TCU won the game, just the game plan. You think they'll be able to do that against Georgia? Like you said, that's their weakness is their secondary other than Ringo. But do you think they'll be able to move the ball on the ground at all and at least keep them honest? They might. I mean, Duggan just makes some great reads. I yeah. mean, every every time he was on the corner or the edge or whatever, he, he was just making the right decisions. You know, they got the big breakaway touchdown in the end. He shed a tackle that way and uh, sprung it a long way. I mean, it certainly leans toward a shootout. The last 10, I'm sure you guys have talked about it at some point, uh, 33 or more points uh, the winner has scored in nine of those 10 games and averaged 39 points. And that's with the big boy name defenses in there. You know, Bama four or five times, Clemson, yeah. Georgia, Ohio State a couple times. So just looks, you know, everything points to the over to me. And then you look up and it's 3 nothing first quarter and you're <laughs> saying, why did I waste my money? But, uh, you know, I'm sort of leaning that way. I, I just think everybody I talk to likes TCU. So I'm, I think I'm just going to go the other way. I'm not going to go big on the game. I think props with uh, Duggan are probably going to be okay, uh, yard passing out or rushing. Let's talk a little bit about NFL, Frank, because I think with the Cowboys going to FedEx Field and the Commanders playing for absolutely nothing with Sam Howe, I mean, this is going to be a, a home game for Dallas. And I know seven <laughs> seems maybe like a lot. It's moved down from seven and a half to seven. Uh, what do you think about this game, especially with Sam Howell uh, being under center? Okay, we're going to total opposites on this one. I do agree Dallas will have more fans there, not to mention Redskins might be booing to get Daniel Snyder out of there. But I'm on the commanders here. Simple logic. 56-21 last year. Dallas had the playoff spot clinched before that game kicked off. They rubbed it in their face. Prescott played. He had a huge game, 42-7 in the second quarter. Pride takes over here a little bit. They got to show up with an effort here. Again, Sam Howell, quarterback and, you know, great college career. I do remember Mac Brown last year. North Carolina was sort of a 
a fancy team maybe if they could get to the ACC title and make a run at 40 to 1 as a long shot consideration. They asked Mac Brown about his season prospectus and what they can expect. And he sort of said, you know, we have a pretty good team, but we have a great quarterback. So I'm going to ride on that. I just think the the commanders show up with an, with an effort here off that total embarrassment uh, last year in Dallas. And I'm going to take the points uh, because of that. But again, you might be right. It might be a blowout uh, yet again here. And at least how I think that, you know, they use a lot of receivers. They got some good ones. McLaren, uh, Jahan Dotson was a game breaker supreme at Penn State. I think he's going to really develop into a, a good receiver. And if he could break one or two, you never know. And well, Dallas does have a little to play for now, but if they're scoreboard watching and the Eagles could jump on the Giants, they really, you know, they're playing the play at Tampa round one in the playoffs, but it does hold a little more meaning for them now that the Eagles lost last week. So we'll see. It's going to be a blowout or maybe a nail biter. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> you know, Frank, as a Commanders fan, I like hearing the positivity towards my team. The problem is I don't care anymore. Nothing matters because they just ruin everything every year for me. So I, I don't even care that they're playing the Cowboys. I'm like, it, it's 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 all worthless. We're not in the playoffs and everything sucks. So that's pretty much how I feel about that team. So I'm glad you feel more confident in them than I do. I actually have a lot of confidence in the Steelers, not just to cover the two and a half against the Browns, uh, but I, I, I just... I know a lot has to fall in place for the Steelers to make the playoffs. You got to get the win first off against the Browns. New England's got to lose. And then Miami also has to lose on top of it. But if there's ever a team that could just get that kind of luck and also come out strong against Cleveland the last week of the season with the season on the line, it's a Mike Tomlin coach team, isn't it? Well, I'm going to be banned from the show. No, like he's going the other way. <laughs> no, but that's okay because I, I, I like to look for teams that maybe are – playing hard at the end of the year, not Steelers in this case, they're playing great at the end of the year, but that helps too. Looking into next year, I was really impressed by the Browns last week. They beat the Ravens a couple weeks ago, low score getting points. Chubb has some incentive. He is a puncher's chance at the rushing title. And I thought Watson looked great last week. And I thought Amari Cooper looked like an all pro uh, last week. That, that being said, the Steelers are on a roll as well here. It's going to be one of those, you know, drag them out games. The over seems a little high to me uh, in there, but I'm going to go with the Browns here. I just like the way they looked last week. I thought Watson looked really good and maybe some upside, but not as strong as on, on that one. You certainly can be right. Uh, on that one as well. Uh, Frank, the biggest game this weekend comes up on Saturday, actually, 8-15 kickoff on the East Coast. It's the Jags, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Titans. We're going to start Dobbs again. The total in that game actually went up a little bit to 40. Any play for you here? No play at all. I, I just can't fathom a team could lose seven in a, six or seven in a row and uh, win a division. That will be unprecedented in our lifetime, uh, probably with Tennessee. You know, Henry's really been a non-factor. They've keyed on him. Tannehill couldn't beat him. The other kid coming in uh, couldn't beat him. I still think they're just going to go to him. He broke those two long runs weeks back against Green Bay and really hasn't done a lot other than the Texans game. But I think they're going to feed him the ball. Uh, Vrabel's very stubborn. I think Henry props are going to be good, even though you're going to lay a big price there. Just looks too easy. Jacksonville's playing great. They're scoring points. Uh, but maybe if Henry could get going against a vulnerable defense. I'm, I'm laying off that game. I don't, I don't like it a ton. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Derrick Henry props. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Do you have any other props that you feel like are go-tos? Maybe that's because of incentives so far for Week 18, whether that's like Khalil well, Raymond or something like that. 
Yeah, I'm probably behind the ball a few hours, but I didn't see a lot of them up. And I think they're probably, you know, waiting to see what the NFL did in some of these uh, scenarios. For example, the Ravens, you know, that game's meaningless now because the Bengals clinched the division. And if the Ravens, you know, win or lose will shape maybe how the Chargers, uh, who they play and for how long. It's sort of like betting preseason football this week. You don't know who's going to play and for how long they're going to play. And the lines are moving like crazy. The Eagles look ahead line two weeks ago against the Giants was was a pick. And now it's 13, you know, because everything's shaped the same way. So it's really tricky, really proceed with caution, I would say, uh, on that and maybe on the props. But no, I don't have a lot of strong props uh, per se uh, yeah, because to be honest, I didn't see a lot of them. Frank, I know you like deciding this Broncos Chargers game. Does anything change for you? Your handicap, you know, if you know things go right for the Chargers and that game means a little bit something. Who, what's the side that you like in this game? Because yeah, obviously, this game could mean something for the Chargers, or it can mean nothing. Yeah, I, I like it, especially if the Ravens win now, which I think would have a much greater chance because the Bengals have the division clinched and may not go with their starters the whole way. Um, Chargers getting points. My reasoning here is, you know, Denver D has been real good all year, except for the last, you know, couple weeks when they played Arizona, I watched that game. I got lucky. I had, uh, Denver in that, but McCoy McSorley 20 for 36 between them. McCoy must overshot four wide open receivers by five yards. It was a joke. And I think that was validated when Baker Mayfield goes 24 for 28 against the Broncos D with uh, 230, two touchdowns. I just think Chargers, no matter what the line is, no matter who plays, I'm taking them. Uh, McDaniel or Chase Daniel probably be the quarterback, and the coach is having second thoughts on he was going to play. All the guys say we want to keep the momentum going, keep our play going, and then this week he sort of had second thoughts. So that is a negative. Their D's already crippled all year and a little weak. They're playing hard and they're playing okay, but I'm just going to stick to my guns here. I'm, I'm just taking the Chargers. I don't care what the line is or who plays. I, I think they're good enough. It was a slugfest overtime game when they played. Keenan Allen didn't play that game. But, again, if he doesn't play or Williams or they play a quarter, you know, I don't want to be sitting there with too much on yeah. it. But uh, I just not sold on Denver's D the last few weeks, basically. Talking to Frank Carulli, BetMGM tonight. Uh, have you approached anything differently this week in Week 18 with all of the th- – obviously prop, props took a little bit longer to come up, and there's, there's just been so many question marks about how games are going to be handled, what it's going to look like. I know they're, they're having an owner's meeting tomorrow to talk about the AFC uh, playoff picture and, and just trying to navigate with everything that happened on Monday night. Have you approached this week any maybe more cautiously, or have you maybe been more aggressive at some lines that you saw that you thought would change once things kind of settled down a little bit? Yeah, absolute caution. Again, it's like preseason. What are the Giants going to do? Are they going to, you know, their coach gives me the feel that he's going to send them out there and they're going to try to play hard and and go after it. I mean, I like him as a coach. I think the Giants are going to be a good bet in the first round of the playoffs as well. Their defense has gotten better. They weren't as good as their record was early in the year, but I think they're actually a better team uh, right now, save for the offensive line. But uh, I'm definitely taking them in round one of the playoffs. That's one of my plays. But again, you just don't know. This Chargers is the prime example to me, uh, whether they're going to show up or not. You know the Browns are going to show up. They played hard. You know the Steelers are going to show up, regardless if they're one in zillion chance 
you know, I think the commanders are going to show up, but are they good enough to cover if they do? I mean, no, that, no. That's part of this. So, yeah, you really got to proceed. I usually just watch. There's always significant line moves in the final week. And what I like doing is I'll watch one. If it doesn't hit, I'll play the next one. It's just somewhere along the way those line moves are going to be right. There's always seven or eight point swings. Dallas, Washington last year, I think it opened at uh, two and a half or three and a half because it was a big contest pick out here in Vegas and it closed at seven and a half or eight. Somebody caught wind. They're going to play these guys, even though they had nothing to play for and they blew them out. So you really got to watch that. You got to watch these line moves. Uh, on, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll do more of that than I will betting in advance in these games. Frank, we got about 30 seconds between Tampa and Green Bay. If Green Bay does get into the playoffs, who do you think can make a deeper run? Uh, Green Bay can make a deeper run, but I'm not, I'm not going against Brady at any point. Their offensive line's just terrible. Like their game this week. I mean, I like Atlanta. If Tampa's anywhere near second team status, I can't imagine their offensive line being any worse. <laughs> but then you hear Brady saying, you know, we want to keep some momentum going, whatever. So that steers me off that game a little bit. Uh, in that sense. Yeah, I know the offensive line has already got a bunch of backups there, so I, I don't even know who the how much more in turn that's than third string guys out at that point. Frank yeah, Carulli, ExpressBet.com. Good talking to you, Frank. Thanks for coming on that's with great, us. Thanks. Okay.